Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is the 15th of July, 2022. And on today's show, we discuss the Nationals' last few games. Haven't talked about them. They had a, three losses to talk about. The Mariners got a doubleheader win against the Nationals. And the Nats lost the first game of the series against the Braves. We'll touch on that one. Talk about how much we need the All-Star break to get here because the injuries are piling up and things just aren't very good right now. We'll get to all that and more on today's show. Thank you all for watching. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Thank you all for making us your first listen Every single day, you guys can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me wherever you get your podcasts, uh, or you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Also want to shout out WUSA9. That's the best place you guys can get further Nationals coverage outside of the Locked On Nationals podcast. WUSA9 Sports has you covered. Okay, so... Um, you know, it's it's been a rough last few days to the Nationals. Between injuries and losses, I mean, this team is not in a good spot. Um, we'll do the thing where we, you know, we set up where they are. But I know generally it's been difficult to watch, you know, watching the game last night and watching the doubleheader, man. It, it, I mean, you know, I guess the one positive thing is, like, they're, they're competitive in some of these games. A lot of times them having to come back, it's not a team that's built to play from behind. It's not a team that's going to get you a lot of comeback victories. Um, so I appreciate the fight, but they're just, they're just, I mean, it's not a good product right now. It hasn't been all year, but like especially hard right now. The Nats are 30 and 61. They have a uh, 330 winning percentage, which now has become, yeah, they have, they have the worst record in the league right now. The Nationals are the worst team in baseball. As you wake up on this Friday morning, they are 26 and a half games back of first place. They are 24 back of the Braves. They are, let's see, quick mass, 17 back of the Phillies. They are 14 and a half back of the Marlins. They're 14 and 34 at home, 16 and 27 on the road. They've got a minus 146 run differential, which is the worst in baseball. They've lost seven in a row, and they're one and nine in their last 10 games. And they've lost 11 of their last 12. The only win that was in there was that three to two Phillies win that they got back in Philadelphia, which forced a third game, you know, it didn't force it, but the third game of the series that was ostensibly one they could have, um, they could have won. So uh, let's, let's go back to the, the two Seattle games um, first, because I want to touch on those really fast. The six, four loss, Josiah Gray, this was another one of those, you know, he is really up and down and, and I've talked about it a bunch. Like, that's what I want to see out of him. I want to see him uh, learn. This was one of those games where, look, he showed up from the, the word go without his best stuff. I mean, he was missing really badly and had two walks uh, off the bat. He had three walks. He had, you know, in the game, he had three walks in the last two games combined and was walking guys left and right. Now, they ended up getting seven Ks, 
but they got him. They hit him pretty hard for three home runs in this game. And uh, when that fastball command is not working, he's going to be in, uh, in a lot of trouble, you know, with his secondary stuff. I mean, that fastball location for him, um, you know, when that command is off and you're a young pitcher, what happens is, and, and I thought Kevin Franzen did a really good job of mentioning this on the broadcast. Okay. We're just looking to get you, you know, throw something middle, middle, right? Just start in the middle of the plate and then we'll work our way out in there. And the idea being it's not going to go in the middle of the plate. Well, he tried that and got tagged early in that game, uh, you know, for a home run. And uh, I'm trying to, off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember who hit it in that first thing. Uh, Yeah, Eugenio Suarez hits that home run. And so when that fastball command wasn't there for him, it made things really difficult. And and it's, it's tough. We've seen it with Patrick Corbin too. You can't really set up a slider if your fastball is not there. So, uh, you know, for him not to have the fastball working was really difficult. Right now, that slider is an awesome pitch. Teams are hitting 179 against it. And the curveball, teams are hitting 198 against it this year. But the problem for him is two pitches that aren't doing, you know, haven't done really well are the changeup, which doesn't throw a ton of, uh, and the, the sinker doesn't throw a lot of either. But the fastball has been relatively, relatively hittable. But if he's got that working, he can end up, you know, he can mix up uh, with that slider. And so, um, you know, when that's once again, when that's not going, it becomes very difficult for him. And that was the key. That was the the uh, thing that started off this game. And then two more home runs, Jesse Winker and uh, and then uh, Adam Frazier hits one in the in the fourth inning. So you get both of those guys. Uh, going deep off of him. And at that point, you know, the Nationals felt like, okay, you, you could claw back into this game. They made it a two-run game, but it felt like it was kind of out of reach. They got a Luis Garcia sack fly. It was five at that point. Uh, you know, Luis Garcia sack fly, then uh, another home run in the ninth, but Juan Soto hits a three-run home run to make it a two-run game, and they still weren't able to come back. Their offense just kind of, you know, two for eight runners in scoring position. Josh Bell is a little bit of a mini slump, I would say, at this point in time. We'll get to more of that in a second. But, um, yeah, like, you know, the quality of baseball, like once again, the team is playing is not very high. And when they've got a bunch of guys in the bullpen, I mean, you know, they've got Hunter Harvey in the bullpen right now. They've got Corey Abbott in the bullpen. They just called up Tyler Clippard because Tanner Rainey is heading to the bullpen. I mean, this team and Mason Thompson heads back to the IL as well. Like they are just absolutely hurting right now and then you go to a game two of that doubleheader uh you know a two to one loss so the Na- nationals have lost their last three games by a combined let's see one one two four runs and then you know i mean you go back before that two four three losses to the braves so four of their last five games they've lost all five obviously but four of their last five games have been one run games and uh, that, that hurts. You know, you like to see some, just some kind of positivity where they could scratch one across or something to get themselves in a good position. I will say in the second game, the two to one loss against the Mariners, the one thing that did go very well for them was Eric Fetty, Eric Fetty, five and a third, six hits, two runs, uh, two earned runs, one K. And uh, once again, five and a third, Cishek, Machado, Weems, and Ramirez all go out there and shut the door in this game and keep the, Na- the Nationals in uh, contention. The problem was on a bullpen day in game number two, the Nationals just couldn't hit anybody. And that's 
been a huge issue. Their offense has been sputtering as of late. The only thing, guess what helped them? It was a one Soto home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. He had a couple, you know, a couple times he's hitting home runs to cut into these leads. But this was a game, you know, where Jesse Winker goes deep again, a sacrifice fly scores runs. So the pitching does the job for you in this game, but the lineup not good enough against a variety of guys. You know, uh, Tommy Malone was was pitching uh, in this game. Uh, Matt Brash, uh, who's not been very good this year, was pitching this game. Obviously, we know Diego Castillo can be really, really good. So facing him and then Paul Seawald can be difficult uh, as well. But the Nationals not mounting offense. You know, they're getting hits, three hits off Tommy Malone. Of course, three and a third, a hit off Matt Brash, two off of Paul Seawald, but just not able to get anything meaningful going and uh difficult to watch yes uh for sure at this point all right quick word from our sponsors today's show is brought to you by our friends at blue nile go to blue nile and blue nile.com today when you guys do you guys uh you guys will find a selection of jewelry whether it be a tennis bracelet or you want to find a necklace or a ring they've got great jewelry for everybody make your moment sparkle with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get 50% off a purchase of dollars off, excuse me, a purchase of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive that includes engagement. Use code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on. Plus every order is insured. It ships free and arrives in discreet packages that won't give away what's inside. So make sure that you guys can, uh, you know, make sure that the special someone doesn't know what it is. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Uh, and, and this is where I'll touch on the Tanner Rainey injury uh, before we go on to the next game. You know, we had discussed guys this year that were going to be assets for the Nationals at the trade deadline. And I definitely think Tanner Rainey was somebody that was going to be a guy the Nationals were going to, you know, put up for sale or, or at least, you know, uh, uh, allow to kind of uh, have those talks. Guys had an up and down career, right? But this year moves into a new role as the closer and he's pitched 30 innings, 36 Ks. Um, and is a guy that's got 12 saves so far this year. And, uh, you know, is somebody that once again, 36 strikeouts, 13 walks, um, has blown four saves, but I thought this was a guy who would fit in really well as a, you know, as a seventh or eighth inning guy for another team. And it's because he's got that velocity, um, you know, that is so coveted and the nationals, even though he had a, he had a really bad last season, they, Kind of took a second. I thought Dave Martinez did a great job managing him. And for a team that's really bad, putting him in a spot to succeed, right? Kyle Finnegan's not a guy who should be a closer. Um, and they learned that last year. And they bring back Tannerini, and he's, you know, he's been really strong. Fastball has had a, uh, a lot of life uh, this year. 97 miles an hour in the fastball is the average, up from 96.3 last year, which you know, might not think it's a whole lot, but it's close to an entire mile per hour difference that he's getting on that fastball this year. Slider. Of just a piece as well, 88.4 miles an hour from 87.7 back in 2021. And the changeup is a bit faster too. So he's kind of brought that pitch along and it's dropping uh, a little bit more, um, or excuse me, it's dropping not as much 
as it did last year. But it was not a pitch last year that I don't think, you know, uh, he he was really not throwing it a whole lot last year. Didn't throw it that, that many opportunities, um, if, if at all, that he threw it last year. So bringing that pitch along and kind of back for him as well has been huge. Three-pitch mix. Once again, fastball is going to be the majority of the time. Team's only hitting 233 against that fastball, 25.8% whiff rate, slider at 52 and, uh, you know, these are two pitches that have been really good for him. The expected batting average on the slider this year is just 165. So that's been an awesome pitch for him. And it's tough to see a guy like that go down, either who's going to keep having a really good year for the Nationals or was going to go somewhere else. But as he hits the 60-day IL, um, you know, you wonder, okay, what else the Nationals have in the reliever department? That is going to be something that you know they can uh, they can kind of use um, you know moving forward. Like what is who are the guys at this point in time that that you know you feel comfortable or you think teams would want and get you back some value? Because the thing is, retaining some arms could be important. We know the Nationals they just have so few good bullpen arms. I think Steve Cichek is a guy that's going to be probably on his way out just because of his age. I don't think it makes sense to keep a guy. My hair is going crazy this morning on the video. Steve Cichak doesn't seem to be a guy that I think makes sense to keep around right now, but you felt like Tanner Rainey was a guy that either, you know, stays or goes. Um, you'd be really, you know, you, you, either way you feel like pretty good about like what would happen, right? You think you get some pretty good value for him, but uh, not going to be so with the injury now that he is out. And, um, you know, can they bring, will they bring him back next year? We'll see. Um, do we, you know, do we think that's going to be the kind of the, the right move with Tanner Rainey, uh, at this point in time? I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, he's got arbitration. He's in arbitration, uh, next season and then the following season before he's a restricted free agent or excuse me, next three seasons or so. So I think, you know, we'll see what happens to the injury. See if we see him the rest of the year, but definitely not going to be on the trade block with that injury right now. All right. One more word from our sponsors, and then we'll hit on the final game and look at the rest of the series. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all of your sports betting info and needs, whether it's Major League Baseball. You guys can find the latest developments there, whether it's F1 or NASCAR or mixed martial arts. All of that stuff you guys can find at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. You can bet on the Open Championship, which is happening right now uh, at St. Andrews. So bet online and betonline.net. Go there today. It is where the game starts. All right. So last night's game, this one was one I, you know, I did enjoy the fight the Nationals showed in a five to four loss to the Atlanta Braves. One thing we have to talk about too is just how good Juan Soto has been in this stretch. I think now 16 games is the winning streak. And just think about his. You know, his numbers so far in this month, uh, in this month of July have been absolutely tremendous. 441, 596, um, 941 slugging a 1.507 OPS. He has driven in just nine runs, but five home runs. So it's like, you know, guys aren't really getting on base for him uh, a whole lot. So, an op- uh, you know, opportunities for him have been few and far between. But, uh, you know, he's already got the amount of home runs halfway through this month that he had all of last month. And his home run pace actually has been pretty good this year. He's about to hit, um, he's almost at 20 home runs. This is the guy that we have known, right? He is, he is getting on base. 
He's had games, you know, this month. He's had three walk in against Seattle in the first game. He had two walk in against the Braves. You know, in his last couple games, not walking as much, being a bit more aggressive. And it's really shown up because, you know, his power output has been there. I mean, he's got what? four home runs in his last six games and he's driven in seven runs in those games as well. Yeah. I mean, the average is climbing. The on base is climbing. Uh, this is now old Juan Soto again. He's starting to get his groove back and we knew this was not going to be a long-term thing, right? The whatever slump he was in, I felt pretty confident in saying it was not going to persist uh, that long. And, and, and it was half a year, but still some of his numbers are really good, right? He's got a higher OPS this year than Ronald Acuna Jr. does. And these, you know, star and team full of guys that, look, they they hit the ball a long way until they manufacture their runs. So Juan Soto, once again, starting to uh, heat up, not just a bit, starting to heat up a whole lot. And he had a hot year last year. All right, Anibal Sanchez makes his first start. Um, it went about how you expected it to go. Five innings, four hits, four runs, all earned, two homers, two walks, five Ks, five grounders. Uh, seven fly balls on 90 pitches. And look, there were moments where he could have got, you know, he could have gotten out of this thing uh, in that fourth inning or in that fifth inning, excuse me, uh, and, and was not able to do so. And that is just, I will say this, the fastball had a bit more life than I thought it would. Um, I didn't know his fastball was going to be, you know, I know we heard reports, but I was, I was wondering, uh, you know, kind of what, what it would look like for sure. And it's that sixth inning we get the home run to Michael Harris. That made it, you know, a four to two game. Matt Olson numbers top of the sixth. Um, also, Josh Bell goes deep, four thirty one, and then last uh, last night, Michael Franco, uh, four oh five. So they had two big home runs last night for the offense. But you know, it, I mean, at this point, like I'm almost glad Anibal Sanchez is around because the Nationals are so desperate on the side of pitching. Think about the guys that have gone down for them. You know, Mason Thompson goes down in addition uh, to Tanner Rainey going down in addition to Will Harris not being around in addition, you know, now think about the starters of Joe Ross who has gone away. Think about Steven Strasburg who cannot pitch. Jackson Tetrio has dealt with injury issues as well. I mean, they're just not the guys that they thought they'd have out there just can't be out there right now. And it's, it's really difficult to, to deal with. I mean, they got their bullpen last night, like Andres Machado, Hunter Harvey and Tyler Clippard are the guys that pitched for them last night. And, um, you know, that is kind of the state of things right now. Like, right, it's rough. These are not the guys that we thought would be out there. Nash having to forge through it. So trying to find positivity is going to be big. Uh, Luis Garcia, two-hit game. Josh Bell, two-hit game. Juan Soto, two-hit game. Only guy who didn't get a hit last night was Lane Thomas. The Nationals put runners on. They got Josh Bell up. I, I thought Kenley Jansen made a couple really awesome pitches, a couple nice low strikes. Maybe Josh would be a bit more aggressive at the second one. And then gets just beat with a ball to the outside. Josh Bell was not really ready for that moment. It was pretty actually depressing to see that because I thought he'd be up for that challenge a bit more. And uh, it's a huge, it's a lot of pressure on Kenley Jansen in a spot like that with Juan Soto on deck. So you have to make a good pitch. And he made a pitch that was not really that good. And Josh Bell swung at it anyway. I thought it was a pretty poor at bat. So that was tough to watch. All right. What do we got going on for the rest of this series? Well, it is the final series for the All-Star break. Thank God. I think we all need that break. I think we're all tired of watching the Nationals, at least, you know, for right now, just because it's been so difficult and losing so many close games. Uh, three more at Atlanta. It's Corbin versus Ian Anderson tonight at 7.05. Then at 4.05 on Saturday, Paulo Espino takes on Max Freed, and the Nats do not have a starter listed for Sunday when they take on Spencer Strider. 
Now, this is a part of the rotation coming up for the Braves. Needs a bounce back, and I think they'll probably get it because, you know, they, they are such a good team. The pitching's been so good. But some of these guys got roughed up against the Mets or didn't make it that deep, I should say, into games against the Mets. And so we'll see how they look against the Nationals. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. The next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.